This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Have some big news we've been waiting to share with you a long time. Nick is going to fill us in on the 1.0 release of Rock RMS. Well, I'm not sure they don't already know, but yes, 1.0 is now out. We are pretty excited about that. Um, we we made the big announcement at the conference last week, and um, we've even gotten some reports already of churches that have started using Rock in production. Uh, one of my know this weekend is using it for check-in. So we're pretty excited about that. And if you guys can, send us links to any photos or videos you take, and we'll try and highlight them in our uh, in our feeds. Absolutely. We'd love to have that. Or send them on social and tag us, and, and we'll look for those too. Good stuff. All right. Well, you mentioned the conference last week, so we probably should find out a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we had a, a great conference, a CITRT conference in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, we st- started out with a pre-day. We had over 60 people at the pre-day, which is kind of blown away by that. Um, definitely wasn't expecting that many people. Um, but we had a, a great time in the morning. We just kind of went over some of the uh, items that we thought would be of high interest. And in the afternoon, uh, we took the time to just go through a whole bunch of Q&A, um, answering everybody's questions and talking about um, what the future of Rock is. Some of those sessions are available on our website. Uh, if you go to rockrms.com slash CATRT, uh, you can also see it on the blog page, a link to it there. Uh, some of those pre-sessions are online. We did not, we were not able to get the Q&A part online because we just couldn't get the mics going for, for as we passed it around. We, just, we didn't have that. So we, we do have it on video, but you can barely hear anything, so it's probably not worth posting. But the pre-session, and then there's a, like a, a rock walkthrough we did for some of the folks who hadn't had a lot of exposure to rock yet. Both of those are online. Um, the conference in uh, went on for another additional three days, and in that time, I, I don't know how many different sessions we did. We probably did 19. 19 sessions. I think that was a total, yeah. And so almost all of those sessions have been recorded and are available on under the Learn section of Rock now. So you can go through and you can see everything that we talked about. Um, there's a ton of, of great content and there's, I mean, literally hours and hours and hours of content in there. And I think that video content is going to be a great um, uh, addition to the learning. We have, you know, we have our written documentation, but now we have these videos you can watch too. And I think they work well together because the videos give you a great overview and that written documentation kind of extends a little bit further and tells you about some of the little edge cases in terms of configuration. Yeah, so I really think they complement each other well. Um, I would probably start by watching some of the videos in, on a topic you're interested in and then follow up by reading the documentation. But do not think that the videos by themselves will give you everything you need to know because we're really talking about a high level. And I know, while there's hours and hours and hours of content there, we simply couldn't talk about it all. I think that was a common frustration when we ended a session. It was like, and that's just the beginning. <laughs> You know, so, um, but there's some really good explanations too of, of using Rock as a content management system in some of those videos. 
but if you're interested in being a developer of Rock, there's a, a ton of great content there, too, where you can get your whole development environment set up and write your first blocks just by following the videos. So I really think those will be um, a great tool, and we'll be continuing to add more videos as we um, have time to, to author those and, and, and come up with ideas of stuff we want to do. So, But I think that got us 0 to 60 real fast, that conference. Mm-hmm. So oh, sure. Well, it sounds like there are a lot of videos available. Do you have a recommendation for where someone should start? Well, it kind of depends on what you're interested in. Um, I think the groups one is a good one. It's it's a really uh, fast overview of, of group structures and how to set up group structures. Um, if you're new to Rock, there, there's an introduction to Rock, too. And I think what's good about that is it's going to tell you a little bit about Rock as a project and, and the ecosystem we helped to develop with Rock. And it kind of gives you a good um, strategy of, of why it was Rock created. Um, it's not so much walking you through the screens and showing you. It's, in fact, it's very little of that. It's more about Rock as a project and why is it started and what's our vision and future. Um, and then I guess I just keep going through the administrative mm-hmm. um, videos. There's some great ones on workflows. So if you kind of keep hearing about workflows but don't quite understand it yet, I think those videos would be a great um, resource. And uh, I think also I think the... The one area we've not really done a lot of talking about is the CMS tools, and I think that was um, well covered at the at the conference, and there's a, a lot of good content there. So, um, And that was the session we had the greatest attendance at for breakout sessions, right, the CMS? Yeah, that was a highly attended one. Um, because I think that there's a there's a key vision in, in Rock being a solid CMS, not as an afterthought, not as like, well, in case you need it. That's really part of the big part of the vision is taking your all your data about your people and merging it and personalizing the, the content experience that your folks have on the website. And you can't do that unless they operate in the same database. Um, and there's plenty of great examples of, of why you'd want to do that and how you could do that. It really kind of blows your mind. You get to really think differently that you don't just write content for a page. You look at the person who might be visiting that page and you write different content for each of the of the of the profiles of that who that person could be instead of writing just one generic that speaks to everybody and says nothing you can write very specific content and target it to certain people who are logged in and i can say from a communications perspective that has all sorts of exciting implications yeah i mean just the thought of like having a baptism page and saying the same thing to everybody well like Probably a lot of people are already baptized, so that should be a very different message. It's, for them, it's all about getting their friends and relatives baptized versus trying to get them baptized. You know, There's already a check mark in that box. Like, That's a different message. And I know a lot of churches have a, a next step concept or something they would like people to continue to do. So that makes it very easy to prioritize your next steps and then speak to the person who's logged in on your web page and, and help them actively um, link to and be able to take the next step, whatever that is your church decides. So exactly. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, David, you had something for us about um, versioning, I think, this morning. Sure. I mean, just given with the one O being out, I think it's good to cover how we're versioning rock and what what the version number means. Um, so 1.0, actually the official release is McKinley 1.0. So and you can kind of tell that there's three parts to that. There's the McKinley, the 1, and the 0.0, which kind of represents the three different types of releases we do. Um, the first one, the McKinley, that that is a major, infrequent, 
breaking change that, you know, we, we don't plan to do very many of those. It's something that would, every couple of years, you know, if there's a big architecture change, um, that that number would change. So, and, and, we're, and we're modeling it after mountain names, so that would be, we'd choose a different mountain name. But again, those are going to be infrequent. So McKinley, you're going to see for a little while. The next number is our feature releases. So 1.0, that's... You know, we have some features. The next release that we add new features will be 2.0, McKinley 2.0. Um, and we plan to do those probably about three, maybe four times a year to uh, get some new features out there. The last version are, is our fixes. And, you know, if we release something and something needs to be fixed, we want to be able to release small um, bug fixes that can be applied without worry of, you know, it really breaking anything or um, sneaking new stuff in there that you wouldn't realize. Um, so those would be more frequent, right? Yeah, and actually we're, we've already released the 1.1, and we're getting ready to do 1.2. Okay. So. And is it a pretty easy install? Yeah, it's the same update process that we've always had. So, you know, you, you one-click update button from 1.0 to 1.1, and then from 1.1 to 1.2. Um, so along with features or versions, kind of, you know, the roadmap kind of plays into that, especially, if, you know, for the feature releases. And we do have a new um, Trello um, site for our roadmap, which you can, the easiest way to get to that would be off of going to the website, going under features. There's a link on that page to it. And it's a Trello site, so there's cards that we have for each feature that we're looking at, and you can vote on them or comment on them. So... Um, we'd like people to go there and take a look at that and, and just give feedback on what's coming. Good. Sounds great. Well, it's a pretty exciting time around here for Rock and, and with Spark uh, Development Network. And a lot of uh, what we've been doing up to now has been pretty internal. We've been working pretty hard and sharing some of that when we're able to. Um, uh, then the beta phase came along and we were able to be a little more interactive with the people who've been following Rock. And now that we've uh, released the 1.0, 1.1 version, um, this is the great time for, for other churches and organizations to get involved. And I know, Nick, you mentioned that we already have reports of some who are getting ready to use this in live production. So um, we're really excited to be able to work um, very organically with the people who've been following this process for a long time. And as part of that is coming along, I just really encourage those of you who are the decision makers at your organization to consider um, beginning to invest in Rock. What we're doing is um, it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and frankly, we have some costs related to um, the tools that we're recommending to you. We want to make this process as easy as possible for the organizations that use it. And part of that is knowing that what we're doing is is working well with the tools that you have available. Um, in order to do that, there's a little bit of a budget that goes along with it. We have hosting costs and, and some other organizational expenses that are actually quite minor to what we're doing, but they are there. And uh, one of the great things about Rock is that we're really an extravagantly free product. So we know there are very small organizations around the world that haven't been able to work through a church management system that are operating on Excel and Outlook. Mm -hmm. And this is literally going to change the way that they work. But there are other organizations that this can function for that are quite a bit bigger. And um, what they're going to be able to do is move from a really expensive platform to great technology, 
that doesn't have a price tag associated with it. What we'd love to encourage you to do is to look at what you're donating now for your church management system and just consider starting at a donation of 10% of that toward Rock. And what that will do is help us be able to keep the same pace that we've been keeping, provide the same level of service, um, and keep those features coming, the things that are going to really revolutionize the way your organization operates. Um, so if you are the decision maker, we encourage you to begin as you're looking at transitioning to using Rock, to right now begin to invest in Rock so that we can deliver what you need. As always, we are um, listening to the needs of, of the people who are using this, and um, we, we encourage you to make that a full partnership. If you're not the decision maker at your organization, you know we just ask that you start sharing this. Um, as you're sharing, hey, look, this is what Rock can do for us. Um, consider sharing, this is what we can do for Rock. And again, at 10% of what you're currently spending, you know, that's um, that's a pretty uh, easy chunk of, of money to invest in something that's really revolutionizing the, the kingdom um, here on Earth. And if right now you're paying zero, you have nothing, no cost for CHMS, it's a pretty easy 10% right there as well. So um, we do we do consider Rock an extravagantly free um, system, and we want to invest in the kingdom ourselves, which we have been, but that is a partnership as well. So thanks to those who have been investing. Thanks to those who've been um, sharing their time with us and giving insights into what they need. That has been huge as we've moved from beta to 1.0. And uh, we just are, are really encouraged by the group of supporters that we have here around Rock. Definitely. Huge. All right. Well, until next time, thanks so much. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>